I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about how toxic people sneak into your life. Sneak is the operative word. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we are going about our business, life is good, and the next thing you know, you've got some coworker right. or some neighbor. Family member or a friend yep. that's coming into your life and they're causing all kinds of drama. Right. And this can really happen to you if anytime you're dating somebody new. Absolutely. Now you're adding a whole new set of people that comes along with that person. Right. And if they have some of these folks with them, you're going to have to deal with them. Especially if they're family. That's right. Because then you know they're not even going away. But oftentimes when I'm coaching people, they will tell me about the person that they're dating and how all of these toxic people are in their life and so now all these toxic people come and they start to affect your relationship absolutely and they affect what's going on between you and them and I have a quick example of that if anybody happened to see the Goldbergs TV show which I never had seen before until it happened to catch my eye maybe two weeks ago mm -hmm. and it was absolutely hilarious there was a very nice young man who was dating one of the Goldbergs daughters and for his girlfriend's birthday he thought it would be fun to invite her whole family for dinner okay mm -hmm. and she said oh are you gonna regret this and he said well why well, he found out real fast. The family went into the lobby, and the first thing that happened was the father started complaining that he was diabetic and his sugar was in free fall and he was going to fall on the floor any minute, and already his legs were weak. So the mother went into action, went to the maitre d' and demanded a Coke from the bar with ice, a real Coke, so that he would get a quick sugar charge. Mm -hmm. And then she said, and while you're at it, you better bring him a buttered roll also. So not knowing what to do, they complied. So he gets his Coke and his buttered roll, and then she says, we have to have a table right away, we can't do this. So unbelievably obnoxious. So they show her three tables. The first one is too near the kitchen door, it'll be noisy. The next one was under the vent and it would be cold. And the third one was the little dining room where they might put a large party. And she didn't like that room either because it it echoed when she talked and yeah. by this time you can see the waiters slowly becoming homicidal and suicidal <laughs> trying to get away from these people and it went on like that for now it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen and one of the best portrayals of the kind of people we're going to talk talk about today fun oh yes lots of fun toxic people what is a toxic person? A toxic person, well, let, let's think what toxicity means. It means you get poisoned somehow. If something's toxic to you, it's not good for you at all. It doesn't sound good. No, it isn't good, no. <laughs> um, but toxic people want to manipulate you for whatever their own ends may be. Mm -hmm. And some of them become very, very skilled at it. I'm going to talk a little bit more about why later. 
Okay, some of them become very, very skilled at it. And the idea is manipulation means you want to get somebody to do something, but you don't want to tell them up front what you want. And, you know, chances are if somebody's acting like that, it's because they've been doing it their whole life. Absolutely. Because they weren't able to get their needs met. That's it from their caretakers That's right. by asking. Right. So they've learned other ways to, to get what they want. To get what because they want. They, when they tried to get it initially when they were younger, they couldn't. Didn't work. Didn't work. The parents would say, oh, you don't want that. Don't focus on that. We're not doing that today. Well, we don't care what you want. Exactly. Or need. Um, in one way or another, and that's exactly what happens. So you have to learn to get your needs met, and so you go about it in a roundabout way. That's right. And often in a very manipulative in way. In a very sneaky way. That's the idea. That's why I said the opposite. The operative word is sneaky. Yeah. Okay. Um, there are huge numbers of hits on any of this in on the internet, on YouTube. There are all kinds of things put on there. Yeah. But if you read enough of them, they basically say the same things. Now, the first thing to know about these toxic people is that immediately we have some kind of a gut reaction. Okay? Mm -hmm. And in order to recognize a toxic person, you won't hear this often, you need to trust your gut more than your logic. Mm -hmm. Okay? If you have a conversation with someone and you feel very strange afterwards and you don't know why or what happened, chances are you're dealing with somebody who had kind of a secondary agenda and you responded to the secondary agenda rather than what they were presenting. I'll give you a perfect example of I went to work in a place one time and they had a, a new director and I went to the new director's first meeting where he told us all about his education, what he was going to do and so forth and so on. Something did not feel right to me from the beginning of the meeting to the end. There was something about his presentation that just didn't strike me right and most unfortunately I was correct. He was the most obnoxious person on earth. <laughs> okay, but my first warning kind of came came from my gut reaction. And you know something that you guys can keep in mind, maybe for a rule of thumb, is that people often make you feel how they feel. That's right. Right. And yes. so if somebody makes you feel awful inside, it's a good bet they feel awful, awful inside. Awful inside, exactly. Um, and we pick it up, and I'll go into some of the reasons for that. Um, but Saturday Night Live is a, is a great place to look for examples of <clears throat> bullies, and I'm going to tell you two stories. Um, remember Debbie Downer? Debbie Downer? Debbie Downer. She, it was a while ago that she was on Saturday Night Live. I think it was Rachel Dratch who played Debbie Downer. And Debbie remember. Downer would go out socially or she'd go to a party, and somebody might say, you know, I'm going to, I don't know, Panama on my vacation. I hear it's nice down there. And everybody's saying, oh, wouldn't that be nice, and blah, blah, blah. And Debbie Downer would come along at the end, and she'd say, I just heard there's been a tsetse fly infestation in Panama, and people are dropping dead left and right. And you'd hear the Downer music happen. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. So whatever went on, Debbie Downer somehow turned it around um, to be a Downer mm -hmm. thing. Okay. She so, is that somebody that, you know, in, in real life, if you have somebody like that, it's that they're depressed? It's that they're depressed, and it occurs to them that they might feel better if you were depressed, too. Because seeing you all happy about your vacation to Panama <laughs> could put a depressed person in a really bad mood. So, we had what, Debbie Downer and Mac and Wendy Weiner. 
Now the Winers were a really long time ago, but they were just wonderful. They were a couple, Mac and Wendy, and they whined about everything. It's too cold in here. The weather outside is awful. I didn't like the sandwich I had for lunch, and it went on and on, mm. okay? Mm. And the last clip of the Winers was a scene where they had bought some expensive um, oriental plates, dishes, in San Francisco. And they were trying to, set, trying to fly home with these, and they were breakable, and they had them on the floor in front of them, and they were telling everybody to be careful about stepping on them. And they're whining all over the place. And the last shot is the passengers pushing them out the emergency door. <laughs> Mid-air, okay? So, but there is always something oddly exaggerated. Mm -hmm about these folks mm -hmm. and what happens with them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to name just a few flavors that we're all familiar with. And I think what, what's going to, people are really going to enjoy is understanding why people right. act like that. Right. That, why do they act like this all the time? Yep. People yep. want to know because it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. And you'll get one of them in your workplace that you see every day and they can destroy productivity all over the place. I'm going to run down a few categories of toxic people. Uh, some of those that snuck into your life, right? Yes, they How did these in. toxic people yeah. sneak yeah. in How there? did you get in here? First is bullies. Mm -hmm. They're the most talked about toxic people that we talk about right now. And I think it would be a safe bet that bullies underneath it feel very powerless. So they're going to get power over everybody else. So like I said, people often make uh, you feel yep. how they feel. Yep. So they feel powerless, now they make you feel powerless. Now, bullies are tricky. Because, you know, the old standard joke is, you know, give me your lunch money mm -hmm. or I'll punch you out. Yeah. Well, if you're little, he's big and he wants your lunch money, you give it to him. But what you do is you tell on him. No matter how much he threatens you not to tell, you t agree with him on the spot so you don't get punched, but tell everybody you can think of. Mm -hmm. Okay? And... People get very upset because bullies make all kinds of threats. But once their secret is out that this is their behavior, then you get the upper hand. Yeah. Secrecy is the bully's friend. Okay? There's the used car salesman. You can only get this deal in the next 15 minutes. I better buy it. You better buy it now. And what are we getting? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nothing to you. You just have to do it now. All right. Um, but ever come away from one of those? And sometimes you fall for it and you say, oh my God, what did I just do? Mm -hmm. um, but they're very insistent at it. And I mean, it can be about anything. Selling you a used car, getting you to watch a TV program you don't like or don't want to. Mm -hmm. But it's the high pressure type. Then there are the whiners, like the lady who didn't like any of the tables they offered her. Or Mac and Wendy whiner. And I think for them... Those are the people that didn't get what they wanted when they asked for it growing up. So they started whining to their parents. Oh, Mom, I come need. on. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody picks on them for no reason. On the whiners. Um, because after a while you're exasperated. Mm -hmm. um, the, there's no justice in the world types. Everything's terrible. The economy's falling apart. My job is awful. All the prices went up, you know. Nothing is any good anywhere in the universe. Mm -hmm. All right. And and what what's going on with these people that are they're feeling like they that? They feel terrible inside. And they still feel like their needs have never been met. And they still feel like if they ask directly, no one will respond to them. 
That's right. Okay. So they're desperately trying to get something. Right. And asking for it just doesn't occur to right. them. And ultimately, we have to say no to them. But we have to say no to them in a certain way that's going to work. Okay? Um, yeah, but that's one of my favorites. These people are also known as help-rejecting complainers. You know, somebody comes to you and says, "I." You go, somebody comes to you and says, "I have a problem with this, that, and the other thing," and you think very hard and you make four or five good suggestions to them, and they say, "Yeah, but," mm -hmm. um, you know, endlessly, and you never can find a solution for them because it's not really about the solution. No, it's not. It's They're just getting a lot of attention, right? And they get to complain, yep. Yep. and they have the spotlight, right? Exactly. Um, the spotlight is always good. Mm -hmm. I can think of some colleagues who always wanted me to do their work for them. If they got a difficult case, they'd be on my doorstep <laughs> saying, Oh, but you could do a much better job with this kid than I could. Well, that was probably true. Well, it was, but I didn't <laughs> want to get into that. Um, so I would say, I will tell you how to do it, um, which was no fun at all. Um, but, you know, people will try to put your work off on them. I have to I can leave. think of some people off the top of my head that we know that you were like oh, that. Yes, I can too. <laughs> Um, so there are always those people who want you to do something for them. Um, or, you know, I have a crisis at home, I have to go home right away, will you take care of things for the next two hours? And they come back two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. Or, I never get credit, um, I do all this wonderful work and people steal my work at meetings and I never get credit for anything. And then you're supposed to tell them what wonderful things they do. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. You get the idea. You probably have your own list and we would welcome any additions you may have. Mm -hmm. But whenever you have an interaction with this sort of person, you're not going to win unless you know what to do. And even if you do know what to do, what sometimes... Do? What do you do, Margaret? <laughs> uh, but by the time you get finished, you're unhappy. Okay? But the difference between them coming to you and them not coming to you is you're ir irritated. They're still unhappy. But now it's your fault. Mm -hmm. Because they asked you for help and you didn't deliver. You never help. You never help me when I ask you to. Okay. They, they sound like fun, don't they? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so these people are likely very depressed and uh, anxious. And but they're not going to tell you that. They're going to no. manipulate you. No. They're dealing with it by acting out, which is to sort of try and manipulate to get your needs met or to do something to get your needs met. met anything but ask. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I, I, I put down when I was thinking about this is that not only did they get not get their needs met, but they might have got in trouble for asking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ah, shut and up. You don't, yeah. you don't need X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, and you you know. hear that your entire childhood. Of course, yeah. you're not going to ask your you give partner up for what you need. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it makes sense that they're, why their behavior and, you know, it's is to, it's to serve a function. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's like every other symptom. It's adaptive in one way and terribly maladaptive in another way. Yeah. That's the Because they're getting what they want. Which attention. is really what they're yeah. trying to do, but then it makes everybody around them miserable. And as Debbie Downer would say, um, it will cost them every close relationship they ever want to have. And they don't have a great deal of insight because they're so easily offended if you try to say anything concrete to them of, you might want, not want to drive everyone crazy. They're beyond offended, you know. Um, you never heard anybody say, I really like hanging out with Craig because he's so manipulative. Amen. 
<laughs> Have you ever heard that? No. No. They say that behind my back. Yeah, they do. All the time. All the time. And you that's should hear another... what they say about you, Margaret. Oh, yes, I'm sure. And that's one of the things they'll also do is they'll say, tell you that people are talking about you. Honestly, I've had it done to me. Yeah. Um, and that's so they can take a little jab at you, get some of their anger out, and they don't quite get caught. Margaret, you're not going to believe what they said about you. I know. Well, I've heard the I've, worst. I said the worst. I've heard it all. Yeah. And so they're getting the jab at you. Yeah, getting the jab at you. And, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you can never prove it or not prove it. Am I going to go back to all the people they had lunch with and say, were you talking with me over your pea soup? Oh, no. And then you're going to be like, well, they're probably lying. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they can get you confused. Um, okay, so what are we told to do about dealing with these folks? The first piece of advice everybody gives you is to avoid them. Well, now, if we could do that, we wouldn't have all these hits. Um, on the internet and YouTube about people asking how to handle them. Yeah. So that's not always realistic. I can imagine people in customer service or like waiting. Oh, can you imagine? They must deal with these people all, all the, the time. time. So, so for those of you that are like working in sales or as a waiter, mm -hmm. I can see you're constantly dealing with these people and you're just like, oh, here we go. Here we go. No, Because you know nothing you do is going to be right. Well, and you know, I'm sure that restaurant people, restaurant staff, because eating is such a basic human function that we've done all our lives several times a day mm -hmm. um, that people who are in a parent situation like some people could perceive a waiter, you didn't get me what I wanted, um, they could have all kinds of problems. The other one I've noticed is landlords who didn't take good enough care of me, mm -hmm. um, that lots of crazy things can happen with landlords. Um, all right, so if we can't avoid them, then we're going to have to deal with them. And what's the first thing that you do? Run. Well, the first thing you do is pay attention to your gut. Now, most people tell us to stop listening to our gut and be logical. I'm not telling you that here. No, in it's fact, I have a video called uh, Always Go With Your Gut. Always Go With Your Gut. I mean, certainly involve your logic, but if your gut says something isn't right here, something doesn't feel like feel right trust it yes okay absolutely all right and that includes in your relationship if you feel like something's wrong yeah and you feel like your ex is up to no good yeah chances are you're not something's imagining wrong it. yeah now i have known instances where somebody mistook their own anxiety for their spouses that mm -hmm. can happen too but absolutely listen to your gut mm -hmm. um Okay, also take other things into consideration, but these people usually hit you in the gut. Okay, if you see somebody coming in, you're trying to figure out how you can get out to lunch right away, or look, look, I have, I have done this, I must confess, I have picked up the phone and looked extremely busy when so-and-so came by. <laughs> oh, yes. Is that why you were always on the phone now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Certainly. Absolutely. Oh, yes, that's very important, I said, and they finally went away. Um, so if you need that one, you're welcome to it. Um, okay. Or you could do like George Costanza yeah. uh, in an episode of Seinfeld where he was on the phone mm -hmm. and he always looked like he was aggravated. Oh, yes, yes. So it's like, oh, God. So people always assumed stayed he was away. busy. And stayed away. Yeah, right. <laughs> Very much the same aggravated. thing. Um, but, you know, we're all taught to be, to be polite. We don't want to be rude. We don't want to be judgmental. Mm -hmm. And I share a complaint with Dr. Phil, which is rather a surprise. Um, Margaret's not big on Dr. I'm Phil. I'm not a big fan of Dr. Phil. Um, I mean, he does some nice stuff. but um, And he complains 
about something I've complained about for years, the concept of the benefit of the doubt. No one deserves the benefit of the doubt just because they breathe. So if Susie Q makes you anxious every time you come across her, um, you're going to finally say to yourself, how come? And most people, believe it or not, will think it's their fault. Okay? Because we're going to give Susie Q the benefit of the doubt. Nobody gets any benefits unless they earn them, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so... And um, that means taking your time, especially if you're just starting to date somebody new. Absolutely. You really yeah. got to yeah. make them you really, earn your trust. Yeah. Don't give it to them. Don't give it to them right away. And don't give them any benefits of any doubts. Um, so it's very easy for these toxic people to sneak in your life. Absolutely, because they know all the rules. Um, and, yeah. and, they're, and you're constantly having new people at work yeah. or whatever your environment is yeah. where they can get in there easily. Yeah. And a surprising number of people don't trust their gut or don't trust their own judgment. And I'm, What do you think happens to somebody that they, they learn not to trust their gut? Um, they get taken in by these people often. I mean, mm. if you're polite, if you're nice, if you're perceived as nice, people will mistake that, these folks will mistake that for um, being easy to manipulate. Well, the other thing that I was thinking is that if you grew up in a home where there was a lot of reality distortion. Oh yeah, sure, yes. And they're telling you that up is down, down is up. Uh, yeah. And you have gone into survival mode. That's right. That you're going to be used to people distorting reality. And that was the next thing I was going to mention. Oh, I didn't even know that. It's a big term called cognitive dissonance. In other words, my brain now, not only is my gut in an uproar, but now my brain says, something doesn't match up here about how the way I feel and the things this person is saying. Mm -hmm. There's a disconnect, there's a dissonance, and your brain picks it up. Something's not adding up here. And you ladies out there that listen to guys that are abusive, yep. be very wary, because that might be something that could really help you. Well, well yes. He's saying how much he loves you, yet he's doing all these behaviors that are showing... He's saying that he really, really loves you, but... If you only paid attention to him and stayed away from your family and friends who don't like him, all of your problems would go away. Yeah. You guys would be happy together. We, you, life could be wonderful if you would just stay away from everybody else in your life because they don't like me for no reason at all. It isn't the fact that I don't work, I get arrested all the time, you know. Um, it's exactly. For no, it's for no reason at all. And one of the major tactics of the better is to isolate the victim. Yes. Yeah. And so, if you're in a situation where you're dating a guy or a woman mm -hmm. that is trying to get you away from your friends, mm -hmm. they start to do that slowly, one at a time. Get you away. They cause get a, you away from maybe so start so a so fight. So so. Yeah. Cause you to have a fight with that yep. person. Yep. Or you, you know, so you think your relationship is falling apart because of this one person. Then it's another person. Then it's, another then it's person. your uncle. Yep. Then it's your nephew. Yep. And all and they until you have no contact with your family. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have friends and you go out socially with them sometimes, they're trying to get you to look at other guys. I know they are because they hate me for no reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely right. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah. And I often have said to people, don't explain and re-explain your reality to them because they're never 
going to see your side of it. They're going to present you with the distortion over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, so don't keep explaining to a narcissist or somebody who thinks everything is about them uh, how you see reality because you'll be tired and he'll enjoy it. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, they know they're distorting reality. Oh, sure they do. Sure they do. Um, and trying to think about the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. I do have one more story that I want to share with you. In a second video, which I believe we're going to do today, I'm going to talk much more specifically about what you do. Yeah. But um, in order to teach this concept to some interns who worked for me, I made up a fictitious boat that I own, and it's called the Manipulation 2. So, Craig, I'm going to invite you over to have a ride on the Manipulation 2. I'm not sure I want to, but I'll get on board. But you really are going to get a ride, <laughs> let me tell you. All right. But this, you're going to meet me down at the dock. Okay. Okay. And the terms are, um, because this boat is just so expensive to run, if you wouldn't mind bringing lunch mm -hmm. and giving me some gas money, mm -hmm. then we can have a nice ride on the Manipulation 2 this afternoon. That sounds reasonable. Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. You come over. We have lunch. Oh. Which I paid for. Yes. Was um, it good? It was very good indeed. Uh, I'm glad I, you liked it. I didn't think you would. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I already knew something was fishy. Uh, but anyway, um, yes, it was great. And we put the gas in the boat, and the boat won't start. Oh, no, what are we going to do? We had this nice afternoon plan. So let's reschedule for two weeks from today. All right. Okay, we'll have another ride on the manipulation, too. Do I have to tell you what happens? Let's go on. Um, all right, so you come over. We have a second expensive lunch at the little restaurant by the pier. But the boat doesn't need gas this time, right? No, it doesn't need gas this time, but it kind of makes a funny noise and won't start. So, oh no, again, we can't go for a ride on the manipulation too. This is ridiculous. But I've now gotten two nice free lunches and a bunch of gas for my boat. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now... How could I have handled that some other way? Well, I could have said, you bought lunch last time, I'll buy it this time. Mm -hmm. And can I borrow $500 from you to get my boat fixed and get gas? <laughs> That's what would have been the more upfront way to do it, right? But poor Mr. Craig is never going to get a ride on the manipulation tool. <laughs> I know. And I don't even feel guilty. <laughs> because I was very successful in my manipulation of you. Yeah, that's all right. Because you got lucky. I was going to throw you overboard. <laughs> sure. I'm sure by that time you were. And then I would have renamed the boat the Shark Chowder One. <laughs> that would have been good. All right. So we're going to go on to some more specifics. Okay. In the next, in another video. In another video. Okay. Great. So that's some basic information on how toxic people are able to sneak into your life, yep. what to look for, how to handle them a little bit. We're going to get to that into another and, video. And all of us have had them. And, oh, yeah. And all, all too often have thought it was something about us that made it happen. And it isn't. It isn't. Okay? Yeah. All right. So, if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching. I do Skype coaching. And if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is now doing coaching. Yes. And very excited. Things yes. have been going great. Very excited. Yes. And so that's it for this video. And we will talk with you soon. Maybe.